you in so-called midlife and found yourself suddenly single after probably years of marriage and you're absolutely shitting it? Maybe you're on a divorce downer and have zero idea how the fuck to move on. Or you know how to in theory, but it's just not happening. If that's you, you're in the right place. This is the Divorce Chapter podcast, where we turn the unexpected divorce plot twist into a new and improved happily ever after. I'm Sarah Elizabeth, divorce coach and mentor, and I'm with you on this mission to rewrite our stories and make this next chapter the best goddamn one yet. Hello and welcome back, you gorgeous humans. So a little life update for me to start this week's episode. I have grandchild number five on the way. My son and his girlfriend had a gender reveal last weekend and it's another girl. So I'm now up to four beautiful girls and just the one very handsome, gorgeous boy, which is mad after having only boys of my own. All these extra princesses competing for my crown. Honestly, I'm super excited and I can't wait. But it has also made me think about how it's all very different going through these things with grandchildren and weddings and all the other stuff after a divorce. You know, once there was a time when my vision for my future was my ex-husband and me, or is it ex-husband and I, whichever, us, (laughs) having all the grandkids over and doing all the nanny and granddad stuff and our home being the family hub together. You know, that's kind of what I thought would happen. Now, it's definitely not what I had envisaged, though in a lot of ways, I have to say, it's better. As I've just got me to devote to them now, I don't have to think about him. I can babysit when I want. I can stay over there. You know, when my two eldest granddaughters have a sleepover with Nanny, They both end up in my bed, which is great fun when the five-year-old will get as close as physically possible and then randomly move her arm and smack me on the head. And the nine-year-old is also getting tall now, you know, but I wouldn't have it any other way and I love it. My grandson, who's nearly five, said to me recently, do you live on your own, Nanan? I said, yes, I do. He then asked why. I said, because I like living on my own. Because I do like living on my own. Like, is that okay? Which is true. But also I couldn't exactly say because your granddad's a tosser, could I? Seriously. At some point, though, when they're older, they are probably going to ask some questions. And they're not questions I, for one, ever thought I'd have to be answering. But here we are. We move. We move. And I imagine it's something... Lots of other divorced grandparents might be having to think about, at least if the stats or anything go by. You know, there's actually a term now, great divorce. It's actually a new saying because of the amount of divorces 
in couples over 50. I mean, I was 40, but still, you get the gist, breaking up. It does feel a bit, at least if my Facebook's anything to go by, that there is a spate of couples in their 40s and 50s divorcing after 20 years plus of marriage. And according to the national statistics in the UK anyway, the grey divorce rate has more than doubled since 1990, despite an overall decline in divorce numbers. So even though there's far fewer divorces than there used to be, the divorce rate for grey divorce has doubled, which is wild. And the average age for divorce is now 47 for men and 45 for women. So we bumped it up, you know. It does seem a real thing. Now, whether it's menopause, midlife crisis, or just, you know what, the older women have learned not to take so much shit, or even the older women have their own money now, you know, because until, I don't know what it was, 1973, four, something like that, women couldn't even have a fucking credit card in their own name. Mad. But whatever the reasons, it's happening. And then when I was thinking about this, I then saw a comment in a Facebook group last week from someone in their 30s whose parents are probably going to divorce. And she was really worried, understandably, about the impact on them, but also the impact on her. And it got me thinking, as these things do, because, you know, everyone else would just let that go over their heads. But I think about these things. There's a lot out there about divorce and parenting when children are small. But there's far less out there for when said children are adults. So I kind of thought it might be helpful today to touch on a few areas and just have some thoughts. I haven't got all the answers by any means. And just trying to think through some of the things that maybe I've experienced or friends with adult kids have experienced post-divorce. So like the grief for the family unit they've known. I know for my boys, even now, they will acknowledge that their childhood was a good one. From their perspective as children, both mum and dad were there, usually on the side of a fucking football pitch, but you know, we were there. We did everything together as a family. We had some lovely holidays and all of that stuff. And if things weren't so good, like, you know, death or illness or whatever, we came together. We lived in a house with my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law and her four kids were often there too. It was a busy, fun family home with garden cricket being played on regular, almost daily. We had dinner together at the table, you know, because apparently families that eat together stay together or not, as the case may be. You know, you get the point. We had a family unit. So not only did I have to grieve the breakdown of our marriage, our kids did too. And when I've said before, it felt like an earthquake for me because my whole world, as I knew it, had fallen apart and I didn't know what it was going to look like after the tremors and the aftershocks and making my way through the rubble. Well, it was the fucking same for them too. And hands up, I was probably, definitely, (laughs) wrapped up in my own grief, which wasn't helpful for them. I could barely manage my own sadness, let alone theirs. My younger son did have a bit of a rough time around the same time, and it was tough, man. We all had to grieve 
for the family unit broken, not just grieving the marriage, but grieving the family unit. I think linked to that, the importance for adult kids in acknowledging their own feelings. I know others have said that they felt a sense of duty to their parents, which makes them angry. And I think it's entirely natural to feel a bit, but what about me? Yes, they're adults, but I don't know, when it comes to parents, I think no matter how old we are, we kind of almost revert to children sometimes when we're around parents. And so we can have the childlike feelings of, it's not fair. And I think actually it's important to acknowledge that. Boundaries too, like when an adult kid feels that sense of duty to one or both parents, it's important for them to maintain boundaries. And remember, it's not their responsibility. It's almost like the roles can be reversed during the midst of the earthquake and the kids almost become the parents, which, I don't know, is that fair on them? We wouldn't do that to seven-year-olds. So should it be the same for 27-year-olds? I don't know. It feels like because they're adults, we don't treat them so much the same as when they were children as though it won't affect them as much, except it's still huge for them. In relation to the parental relationship, the family unit, they're always children as such, aren't they? I think it's important that the adult kids don't become an emotional crutch for either or both of the parents. The woman in the Facebook group I mentioned earlier, that was certainly something that she was worrying about because she was expecting her dad to fall apart and that he needed her. But equally, she didn't want to be that role to her dad, which is also kind of understandable. And it's so interesting, isn't it? When I was talking last week about grief after divorce, one of the things I didn't really say is how I see the difference between grief from death and grief from divorce. So like, when a person dies, right, we lose the person in terms of a body, if you like, but the relationship with that person doesn't die. But in a divorce, the relationship dies, but the person doesn't. It's the reverse. I mean, it is like having a living fucking ghost. I don't know why, but that just feels so different. It's the death of the relationship rather than the death of the person that we're grieving. So like my mum died when I was 28, but she is still 20, fucking hell, 23 years later. She's still my mum. That relationship will never change. For the two years after she died, actually, my dad was a widow, right? And I did feel that sense of responsibility for him, even though I was grieving too. And I wonder if I'd have felt that same sense of responsibility had my mum and dad divorced instead. It's also like if my ex-husband had died when we were still married, I do wonder, I do think, I guess, people would have treated me differently. Even my kids, I think there'd be less expectation to move on so quickly. And also from that adult kid perspective, there is consideration of their grief after death, but not so much after divorce. I don't know. I find it fascinating. As I said, I don't have all the answers. I'm just thinking about adult kids and that sense of responsibility while still being children to the parents that are going through the divorce. 
I don't know what I'm trying to say, you know. I hope you do anyway. Taking sides, it's something that is very much divorce related, but not death. I never expected my children to take sides per se, but I did. And I'll be completely honest, I did find it all really hard around the time of my son's wedding. I found it all really hard, really fucking hard. And it did have a massive impact on me, like triggered me right back to the early days. And I'm not even sure why, because it hadn't been something that bothered me initially. I don't know, maybe it was something about the sense of occasion. I don't know. And then I had a conversation with one of my besties. And she said to me about her mum and dad, who I knew. Now, her mum and dad divorced when she was just turning an adult. She had one older sibling and one younger. And she said her dad was an alcoholic. He was shit with money and was an absolutely dreadful husband to her mum, let's be honest. But she said, he's my dad. He is my dad. No matter what he did to my mum, he's my dad. And you know what? Since she said that, it changed something in me. And I do completely understand and recognize that no matter what my ex-husband did as a husband, he's still my boy's dad. And actually, I'm still relatively neutral with my ex-husband. I mean, we're not mates, but I'm polite and I'm friendly. He's married again. And I think I said before, I even held his new baby earlier in the year. It's not hostile at any level. Now, actually, it was never at hostile. I just had a lot of feelings around the wedding. But can you imagine the extra pressure on adult kids for big events like weddings if the parents can't even be in the same room? And look, I don't know whether today I've actually resolved anything or helped. I guess I just wanted to start the conversation because it does feel like adult children are not a consideration in their parents' divorce. And all the things that come with that, like babies, grandchildren, christenings, weddings, definitely not a significant consideration and maybe even the forgotten ones. And that seems to be a societal thing, I guess. But I was thinking it's also backed up in the legal system, isn't it? Because courts don't consider adult children and their needs, emotional, financial or anything else. They don't consider their needs, do they? You know, if the family home needs to be sold for financial reasons, we don't think about it's their childhood home too. And we're just kind of going, well, they're adults and get on with it. You know, go work, get a job. But it's not always that easy. And I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I I know from speaking with one of my sons recently, he definitely still has some feelings around some things that he's probably kind of buried a bit and I don't feel great about that. So listen, I've waffled on, I've solved nothing, not really given you the usual tips or anything really, except probably just to say learn from my fuck ups. And if you are in the early days or in the midst of a divorce and do have adult kids, just maybe, hopefully, it's given you a little bit of food for thought at least. Try to keep the communication open. Acknowledge they have huge feelings too. Help them in managing boundaries. Let them work out their new ways of doing things too, like Christmas, 
My first Christmas after the divorce, my boys felt quite strongly that they should spend it with my nieces and nephews like they always had. And they were younger as well, which meant that my sons were with my ex. And I ended up gate crashing a bestie and a family's Christmas day. But that was okay because that's what the boys needed to do. And I suppose one lesson I've learned through all of this is that we are all navigating a new way. We are all parents and kids alike working out what the next chapter looks like. And this particular chapter of the divorce chapter is closing for now before I keep waffling on, but not actually saying much at all, because I don't think I've been helpful this week. But anyway, if we move, I'll try to plan a bit better next week. And I don't know. In the meantime, I hope you have a good week as always. Thank you for listening with loads and loads and loads of love for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Divorce Chapter Podcast. If you've enjoyed the episode, please could you do your girl a solid and rate and review the podcast. Wherever you listen, there should be an option to rate and review. And honestly, I can't tell you just how much it helps the podcast algorithm thingamajigs, whatever. And bonus love for me if you share the episode with your friends and on your socials and tag me in it at the divorce chapter. Thank you again so very, very much. I appreciate every single one of you beautiful humans. Have an amazing day.